there's kind of the pressure and I kind of like the pressure just because when you do step up in that pressure, it's one of the best feelings ever. So I think that was probably it. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Aww, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, always from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, my job's really simple. It's just track down the best goalies in our sport and find out what makes them so great. What are the stories they can tell us, the mindsets that they have about this position, the drills that they do, the techniques that they focus on, the goalies that they like watching, all the good stuff of how they've arrived to where they're at in their career. And hopefully with each episode, you can pick out a thing or two, learn a thing or two that you can try and incorporate into your own game. I know I certainly do. Learning new techniques and new mindsets and new leadership skills with each conversation. My guest on the show this week is freshman goalie from Boston College. It's Shay Dolce. She was a number one recruit coming out of her class, seventh ranked recruit overall, three three time All State All League honoree in high school, and she's just a freshman and now earning significant playing time for Boston College. We talk about her decision to go to Boston College, break down some saves, talk about her technique. She's a taller goalie at five foot ten uh, on the women's side, definitely a taller goalie, and we talk about how that benefits her and how she uses her height. Awesome, awesome young lady. Great young goalie. Pleasure to watch her in cage. As, as like I said, she's getting a lot more playing time uh, with the Eagles now. And we also, of course, talk about Lax Goalie Rat sponsored athlete Rachel Hall and, and you know their dynamic together. So ladies, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy my chat with Shay Dulce. Before we get started with this episode, I want to let you know that the Lacrosse Goalie Summit 9 is here, March 27th through the 31st. It's five days of free virtual lacrosse goalie training from the top coaches in the sport, and I'm pumped. It is going to be amazing. If you've never attended a lacrosse goalie summit, you're in for a treat. It is the best coaches in the game giving you tips on technique, mental game, physical training. We've got a nutritionist this time around, a sports psychologist. We've got pros. We've got college goalies. We've got tons of special guests. It's going to be amazing. March 27th through the 31st, Lacrosse Goalie Summit 9, 100% free to attend live. So sign up at GoalieSummit.com. GoalieSummit.com. You can get a free ticket. You'll then get all of the Zoom links to attend the sessions live March 27th through the 31st on the website GoalieSummit.com. You can see the entire uh, list of coaches and the entire schedule as well. If you cannot make it live, we've got the VIP pass under 100 bucks for over 17 hours of insanely good lacrosse goalie training. Amazing deal. Once you sign up for the summit, you'll have the opportunity to buy that. So go get signed up. It's March 27th through the 31st. I'm pumped. Lacrosse Goalie Summit 9, GoalieSummit.com. Hope to see you there. Pleasure to welcome to the show, it's BC freshman Shay Dolce. Shay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I always start by asking goalies uh, if they remember the very first time they jumped into goal. Do you remember that story? I do. So I lived in Chicago um, all the way up until my in, until sixth grade. Um, I didn't play any lacrosse in Chicago. It's not a big hotbed for lacrosse. Um, but my mom played in college. She's an All-American at Hobart William Smith. Um, so I came to, I moved to Darien, Connecticut. Huge place for lacrosse, obviously. Um, and I kind of hopped in net. My first time in net was actually sixth grade tryouts. Uh, I'd never been in the net before. I'd been given some gear from a friend who thought I'd be good for the position. And yeah, that was, I remember that was my first time and I ended up making the team and people were shocked because I, I didn't know anything about goalie. I was kind of starting out kind of like from zero, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting experience for that being my first time, but, um, yeah, everything kind of went, that's, went good from there. That's, that's so interesting. So what do you think, uh, what do you think it was about you or about, you know, your background that allowed you to be uh, I don't know if we want to say great at the beginning, but allowed you to at least, mm -hmm. you know, make some saves right out of the gate. Yeah, I was very athletic. I played three sports my whole entire life. Um, so I think that kind of helped me out. And I always had quick reflexes. Um, it was kind of a weird thing. I always just, I always played catch my actually funny story. Like in the summer, we'd be like in the pool with my dad and he'd throw tennis balls or like smaller balls on the water and I try to like catch them as they were skidding across. And my dad was like, you've pretty good reflexes. So then when we moved to Connecticut, he was like, why don't you try goalie? So, and that's kind of where it went. I think that really helped me. And then just my athleticism. That's funny that you mentioned that. It just, I um, <clears throat> recently went on a vacation to Mexico with my wife and we were watching this like old couple in the ocean, like mm -hmm. throw this ball and it would like skip. And then they would try to like catch it right off the, yeah. right off the ocean. And I was like, man, that was a great lacrosse goalie drill. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what we did. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, so your mom played lacrosse uh, in college and yet you know, it was never like, Hey, how about lacrosse? Uh, Hey, look yeah, at this. Never. Thing. No. What? That's curious. I, I even ask her. Yeah. I ask her to this day and I, I don't know what it was. I was a big soccer player in Chicago. Um, I also swam and played basketball and I don't know, it just wasn't really available to younger kids. Um, back when I lived there, mm -hmm. um, it was more of like a high school thing. It was just starting to get going. Um, to stay, I know some friends of mine who play in college who came from Chicago, which is pretty cool, but I don't, I don't think she wanted to push it on us. I don't think she, she was trying to get us to play if we didn't want to. And I think it was mainly just because Chicago wasn't known for lacrosse. So she didn't push it on us. Yeah. Interesting. It's grown now, right? In the, in the area of yeah. Chicago. I mean, like, I, well, it's grown all throughout the U S but I imagine in yeah. Chicago now there's like quite a few club teams and they play at the younger age. Yeah, there's a bunch of club teams now, a bunch of high schools that are really, really talented with lacrosse players, and then a bunch of people who go D1. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. So what was it? You know, you you make some saves right out of, right out of the gate, but you know what specifically was it about the lacrosse goalie position that that you like so much? I just love like how exhilarating it is. It's kind of weird. Um, obviously, it's kind of crazy that I'd stand in goal and get balls chucked at me, but um, I just love how much you could change the momentum of a game and how just like the thrill of making a save I always loved that and then obviously growing up I loved how like much that there's kind of the pressure and I kind of like the pressure 
just because when you do step up in that pressure, it's one of the best feelings ever. So I think that was probably it. Yeah. It's something I talk about, or I've, I've at least heard other folks talk about quite a bit and I, I sort of repeat it, but it's like, <clears throat> you can't have this amazing amount of opportunity while um, not having that pressure. They kind of like go hand in hand, yeah. right? So if you want yeah. to be able to shine in the spotlight, you got to have the spotlight, <laughs> right? Totally. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about the position as well. And a lot of goalies don't like that. You know, they don't like that feeling. It gets a little bit uncomfortable, but to which I say, like, you know, embrace it, right? Embrace yeah. it. and, and You have to embrace it. it. Yeah. Love it. Um, so from there, you know, you make some saves. I imagine you're pretty scared at the ball of the ball to begin with. Is that, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty scared of the ball and I, a bunch of my friends had been playing since they were, I don't even know, second grade, first grade, maybe even younger. So they were obviously very talented compared to what I was, but, um, I mean, it is scary getting in the, getting in the goal and just kind of getting hit by lacrosse balls it's not a fun thing especially at such a young age mm -hmm. and I think that's also what was so challenging for me at the start because obviously I didn't have any like the fundamentals like none I was kind of going in there just trying to use my reflexes use my size and try to stop the ball so um I think there were times when I didn't want to do it just because I just didn't enjoy getting hit with the ball but it came down to the fact that I, I enjoyed it so much and I started to learn so much, like right off the bat, sixth grade, I had the most amazing goalie coach that I have to this day. And I quickly got those fundamentals down so that I wasn't getting hit with the ball as much. And then I started to enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but once you, mm -hmm. um, once it clicks, I, you know, there's like this certain yes. moment where like, you, you know, I, I don't know when it is. I don't, there's not a certain amount of reps or not a certain amount of time, but there is a certain moment yeah. where, you know, all of a sudden, like you're, it, 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 it's a lot slower and I'm not flinching and I see it a lot easier and I know what to do. And I, I feel empowered and I can make the save. And even on ones that I let in, I'm like, okay, well, you know, if I did this or if I'd make this adjustment, maybe I can get yeah. that one next time. Mm -hmm. Um, so you mentioned your goalie coach. I, I read Chris Madeline. Talk to me about, um, you know, what he taught you at, at the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, Chris, he's my goalie coach to this day. Um, I like to put a lot of my, uh, success on him just because I worked with him every year since sixth grade. Um, and basically from the beginning, I, I remember I went to one of his clinics cause they, he used to do clinics once a week with the Darien goalies, the youth goalies. And I went to one and I was just like spunky athletic. He loved it. And he was like, you're going to be a good goalie. So we kind of started out with um, just the basics, like catching, throwing, like hand-eye coordination. That was always a big one for me. Like I always, mm -hmm. I love the hand-eye coordination. I had good, I had good reflexes. I could juggle, like all these things helped me. And then he was able to kind of craft like the fundamentals, like stepping, stepping towards the ball. And we like to joke around because I, the funny thing is I like, I had no bad habits. I was starting from nothing. So everything that he was giving me, I was kind of just like taking it and going with it. And that's what helped me the most because I just like had nothing to base it off of. I was just listening to him and ultimately that's what helped me the most. Interesting. I love it. Yeah. Well, that, that's a, that's a great resource to have. I mean, he was a, he was a tremendous goalie. I'll have to get him on the, have to get him on the podcast one day, but um, yeah. And so you still continue to work with him to this day. Yeah. Like when I go home, I'm working with him over break. He's the best. 
I love it. How was how was his training with you changed from sixth grade to uh, call it thirteenth grade freshman <laughs> freshman in college? Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, it got to the point where I had all the fundamental fundamentals down, so it was almost just kind of like going deeper, more towards like reps. I was just working on getting reps, mm-hmm. work us working on just the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see in like your everyday. Um, I, we focus a lot on clearing. Like that's a big one mm-hmm. just because you don't focus on that a lot as a goalie. I feel like, I mean, you could do wall ball, but in practice, I don't think there's a lot of emphasis on the clearing. So we also just started to get just like repping it out. Um, and it was all, we weren't going to get anywhere more with the fundamentals. I had those down. So we kind of, it's more just like getting the speed up faster, more, seeing more reps, seeing harder shots, seeing different angles, moving with the angles. So I think that's kind of what we focus on and we still do to this day. Yeah. Love it. Uh, you mentioned working on the clearing game and you're right. Like a lot of goalies, um, struggle with that. Cause it's not, it's not, you know, a lot of goalies take shots every single day, yeah. every single practice. Not a lot of goalies have specific focus time on clearing. What, yeah. uh, what drills did you guys do for clearing that helped your clearing game? Um, we did a lot of drills just kind of out of the cage because I mean, every goalie can kind of clear from their crease, but the time it gets, it gets hard when you have pressure on you. So we would do, let's just say an example is he'd roll the ball out to my right side. I'd have to scoop through to my right side, bring it around the crease and hit him on the opposite 30. It was more just kind Mm -hmm. of seeing game like scenarios, Mm -hmm. something that isn't just stationary. So I think that's a big part because stationary, you could do wall ball. You could do wall ball for hours, but you don't necessarily um, feel the pressure that you would feel in a game if right. somebody's on your back or if the ball rolls out of the crease and you have to get a ground ball. So we just focus on picking up a ground ball out of the cage, escaping the pressure, hitting someone up the field. Or that's, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah. big one. Yeah. Yeah. That's so huge. Cause I mean, not often do <clears throat> goalies practice dodges or, you know, yeah. being, being calm when there's a, a an attacker riding you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and throwing checks, uh, yeah. especially in the men's game, like trying to, you know, trying to rough up those elbows and, but yeah, yeah I mean, if you can be <laughs> calm and just do one little dodge that like buys you a little bit of space and then be able to make that throw perhaps on the run, perhaps not, but, yeah. but you know, that's, that's a huge element of clearing. If anyone's listening to this, take that to heart. Yeah. Um, awesome. I love it. So now would you say that clearing is a strength of yours? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. What, what are other strengths that if you had to call out your, your, your goal uh, of your game? Oh, I'd say I, um, I'm very athletic. So I'd say like kind of out of the cage is also a strength of mine ever since getting to BC. I've kind of been more conservative on that fact, just because kind of wanted to get the basics down first, saving Paul. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think just being athletic out of the cage, my clearing, and then, I tend to, ever since I've gotten shots here, I've tend to seeing that one of my strengths is outside shots. Um, that's a big difference that I didn't see in high school. Um, there's a lot more outside shooting than, than back in high school. Obviously the shots are faster, but, um, we do a lot of practice on that. And I obviously see some amazing shots every day. Mm-hmm. So I'd say the outside shots are probably one of my strengths as well. Nice. What do you count as an outside shot? Is it outside the eight or is it like seven or six? Probably like the eight, probably at the eight or seven. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Um, Mm -hmm. 
one strength that you have, and you can, you can kind of talk about this. You got some height, right? Uh, yeah. the, guy, the guy you listed at 5'10". Um, I assume that's correct. I, I padded an inch or two on my, uh, on my <laughs> stats to be honest, but, uh, I don't, I don't know if you, <laughs> if you do that, but, but as a taller goalie, tell me how that, you know, how that factors into your style of play and how you use that to your advantage. Yeah. Um, I definitely take up a lot of the cage standing straight up, but, um, a big thing with me is that I play with a kind of a wider base. So although sometimes I might stand up and I might be with my helmet close to the, uh, the pipe, I, I tend to squat down a little more with a wider base. So, um, because I feel like sometimes I've stand up too tall, you don't want to give away too much low. Um, but that's been a huge part kind of with crease play with, um, inside shots, because I can kind of make myself look a little bigger if I hold myself a little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that it depends day to day how I want to play that. But, uh, I tend to see that if I play kind of taller and if I use my height to my advantage, I can kind of use as a strength for inside shots, for crease rolls, kind of all that. Yeah. What do you feel like that wide base? What advantages, what, what, what advantages does the wide base give you? I feel more athletic in my wide base. I think sometimes if you play narrow, it's hard to really get that first step out quickly. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. say something's going stick side low. Sometimes my hands won't get to it, but because my wide base, I'll take like a small step with my right foot and I'll get a piece of it. Right. Um, I'd say ever since I started, I kind of had a wide wider base. I'm not sure if that's maybe because I had a, a male coach. Uh, guys goalies tend to play a little bit wider, a little bit like lower. Mm-hmm. And I think that could probably be a big part of it. But um, yeah, I've I've kind of messed around with it in my years. I think I maybe play a little narrower than I did in high school, a little taller, but I still um, I still have a wider base than a lot of female goalies. So, but that I think it really helps just on the lower shots. Yeah, I think more female goalies should try it out. Um, yeah, it's tough because I feel like if you are shorter, um, it's it's a lot harder, right? Because yeah. you do need to move a little bit more. Um, and so, like, I couldn't really. I'm five eight, so I couldn't really do it myself. And like, if you yeah. you know, a lot of goalies in the female game are five five, five six, right? So that's that's really. Yeah. It gets a little challenging, but if you got the height, I mean, it's, it's incredible, especially because when you think about it, like, especially on, um, you know, shots on the wing, yeah, <clears throat> everything's on I, your frame, everything's on yeah. your frame. Right. So yeah, yeah. The five holes open, but you don't need to, you're not, you're not going to need to make that big step. It's right on your frame and you just get exactly. down there and make the save. Yeah. A lot of time, let's say someone's kind of coming up the right side. I can just hold my stance. I don't need to take, I don't really need to step at all. Mm-hmm. And if someone shoots a lot of time, they'll just either hit, hit me in the body or I'll make a clean stick save just cause I'm my, I'm already up there. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of, uh, tape on you yet at BC, but you did get into the, in, into a game, uh, a week ago and made your first save and it was a beautiful save. Beautiful. Thank save. You. Yeah. I, I even put it in a reel when we talked to, uh, talking about like, watch this footwork because um, I'll explain the save. And then I want to ask you kind of about the footwork mm-hmm. and, and kind of the style, but you know, the girl's kind of sweeping across, right. And you kind of boom, boom, there's like mm-hmm. two sort of adjustment steps and then she passes it and there's another adjustment step and you make yeah. a beautiful high save. Um, and it also looks like, you know, you've got that each time you do that adjustment step, you got that kind of reset of the weight. Is that something, mm-hmm. is that something Chris taught you? Yeah. I mean, a big focus of ours when moving around the cage is you just want to be set and you want to be balanced because if you're not balanced, 
let's say someone's bringing up the from behind. If you step and you're not balanced, you're not going to be set to make the save. And it's going to be harder for you to focus on making the initial save. Mm-hmm. But there I, I tend to like ground myself. Like someone's coming from behind. If I know they're going to feed it to the middle, I get there as fast as I can. That way both my feet can be set and balanced because if my feet are balanced. I can rely on my hands and my reflexes to make the save. Right. And you can go either way, you know, yeah. like, like sometimes, you know, when mm-hmm. you're moving, you, you uh, just naturally, like you end up having like, you know, 70% of your weight on your right foot, for example. Yeah. Right. And then if I need to go to my left, that's great. <laughs> I already, I, I can go that way real easy, but if I need to go to my yeah. right, I now need to shift the weight and then go. And we're talking exactly. about, you know, we're talking about milliseconds here as lacrosse exactly. goalies and, and that's it. Right. So, so that mm-hmm. one shift of the weight doesn't, and you don't get there. Yeah. Um, anyway, talk to me about the feeling of making your first collegiate save. It was awesome. <laughs> I was really glad. It was honestly just, it's something that you kind of dream of and you wait for all of high school, ever since you get recruited, you have a couple years till you actually see action and I was lucky enough to get into USC and obviously there's nerves. Every goalie kind of just needs that first save to get going. So that, um, that definitely was awesome. And it was my first shot of the, of getting into the game too. So it was, it was a good boost. It was definitely a good boost. Yeah, actually let's take a step back. So when, you know, maybe you're the backup goalie. So you're going into that game, like, you know, you're feeling excited, but maybe you're not that, you know, not as many nerves as if, as if you were starting, right. That's just kind of a natural, a natural Mm -hmm. thing. But when did you first realize, Oh, I'm going in. And, and how did, how did you feel? Yeah. I mean, they had let me know beforehand that I was going to play the fourth that game. So I obviously was nervous. Um, I think it's not as much, not as many nerves as like starting, obviously, but I think just because it was my first time ever like stepping yeah. on the field, seeing like D one action, I think that's really where all my nerves came from. Um, but luckily, I've got the best defenders in the country, and not only were they playing amazing, but they're they're keeping me up and they're giving me confidence that I needed. Love it. What tips do you have to young goalies uh, who are going to go into that big game situation, right? And maybe it's not their first Division one start uh or maybe it is i don't know who's yeah. listening to this but but you know i'm thinking more of the of the youth goalie that's going to that big tryout you know it's got those nerves pumping uh what mm-hmm. what advice do you have for them i just say when you do get into goal it's important just to calm yourself down take a few deep breaths and then just have fun with the situation um i think it's really easy to get nervous stressed out but if you're having fun and you're loose you're playing loose there's really nothing that can stop you. Those nerves, those nerves are going to be there, but yeah. it just means you care. It means you care about the tryout it means you care about the game. Um, and that's the biggest part of it. So if you do get that shot, I'd say just take a deep breath, embrace the moment kind of, and have fun with it. Yeah. Great advice. And, and, you know, trust, trust your training too. trust yourself. Yes. You, know, you put in yes, all this definitely. work and like all of a sudden, like it's a big game. And I feel like a lot of goalies start really doubting themselves. Um, and, and that is not the time, right? You put in all this work Mm -hmm. for a reason, right? Trust, trust in that. Um, and get out there and go get them. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, all right, cool. Well then backing up a little bit, I I got so excited by that first save at BC, we jumped, (laughs) which we jumped into your, (laughs) into your current, um, position. But, um, when did you first realize, you know, Hey, I might be able to play lacrosse at, at the, at the D one level. Was it, or is that always a dream? Yeah. I mean, 
I didn't really necessarily think about it until close to eighth grade, I'd say. I didn't play club lacrosse until eighth grade. And I actually made like the B team for club lacrosse when I did when I did start. So I didn't really know um, where I stood in, on that platform. Um, but I have an amazing um, high school coach who's also my club coach. And she kind of saw something in me and let me know. And obviously I was going into freshman year. So um, I started to go to some camps and she just kind of let me know that I had what it took. And I think Chris was a big part of that too. Mm -hmm. And from going to the camps, kind of branching out, seeing what was out there. I think that's the realization kind of hit around eighth grade heading into high school. Nice. And what, uh, did you go to like specific camps? Cause a lot of times I see young goalies or maybe more the moms and the dads go like, well, what camp should I go to? Do, do you think it really matters? Like what camps did you go to? Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think it matters. It's more just trying to find the camps that the most coaches are going to be at. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times colleges put on camps where it's just their staff, but there's other times where colleges put on camps where there are 15 other coaches, which is amazing. So I always went to the BC camps, obviously. Um, I went to the UNC camps because the cool thing about the UNC camps was that they had at least 15 other coaches there. Uh So it was a really good spot just to get exposure from other coaches, meet coaches, learn from them. Whereas that way you didn't have to travel to like 10 different schools and mm-hmm. see that. Um, I think a lot of now coming up, obviously I haven't been to any, but there are a lot of like lacrosse masters camps where you'll see like eight coaches at, you'll learn from them. I think th- that's the biggest thing. Some people think that you have to go to like every school and go to every camp individually. But I think it's also important to know that you could go to one camp and you'll be in front of 15 to 20 coaches. Whereas if you go to some camps, you might just be in front of that one coaching staff. Whereas that's also awesome. I'd say if you're really interested in a school, go to that camp, see their coaches, meet them to the atmosphere of the team, but also take advantage of the camps that you might see 20 college coaches. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, Or even, you know, I know the goalie Smith guys do like a recruiting or showcase weekend, you know, where they invite a bunch of college yeah. coaches in too. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's good stuff. Uh, so there was something about that BC camp though, that, that really got you, huh? What, what was it? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing I would say, I fell in love with coaches. The coaching staff here is amazing. We have the best coaches in the country, in my opinion, but um, it was really the team atmosphere and the culture. I, you go to this camp. I was young but I met 30 girls that just had the most amazing energy. The BC also is a big family school. Like we like to talk about being a family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of drew me in because lacrosse or not, we're, they're connected. They're a family. The team culture was amazing. And that was a big focus for the program. And it has been for the past 20 years. So I think that's what really made it special. And that's what kind of made it stand out to me. Yeah. And how did you, um, like, how did you learn about that culture in the camps? Are they like, you know, are, how do you learn about it? (laughs) Yeah, they, they just, they talk, obviously you talk as a group, everything, but they, they just talk about that. Oh, we hope you saw like what this family is about. saw team Mm -hmm. culture. And then you just kind of see it firsthand. You see the way the girls interact with each other. You see the way that 
they play. You see the way that the coaches interact with the campers and the players. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, you see it firsthand and you hear about it. Yeah. Well, that culture seems to be working because uh, if I look at the last, let's count it, one, two, three, four, five women's <laughs> championship games, uh, BC is in all of them. Five straight yeah. championship uh, games with a bunch of national championships thrown in there. Um, I guess just one, one out of five, but yeah. Hey, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, anyway, that's, that's a phenomenal accomplishment as a program, which speaks very highly to the culture that they've created was, was my point. Um, so that's yeah, awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, when you arrived to BC and started playing D one college lacrosse for the first time, n- not that long ago, I guess last fall, I guess you first got into it full time. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that was like really surprising or that, that you weren't expecting? I just would say the speed of everything was so fast. I remember, um, we came in the fall and our fall schedule was a little different than our spring. Now we were practicing in the mornings. Um, and I went to the first few practices and I was just like, Whoa, this is different. This is not high school. Um, and then I got together with a few fifth years and I was like, Hey, can you just shoot on me? I just gotta, I just need to get used to these shots. And I remember I was like, wow, like this is different. And I mean, I was getting shots from people I'd, I've been watching for years, which was awesome. And it was so cool at the same time. But I'd say just the speed of everything kind of shocked me. And obviously, as the fall went on, I um, I got used to that and I got adjusted to it. And so now I can say that it's it's no issue at all. But um, I'd say just the speed of everything is so different. Um, the way people play, the way the defenders move, the way they communicate, everything was just kind of like a speed faster than high school, obviously, because you're playing with just such talented players. Right. Right. How do you go about, um, you know, asserting your voice, being communicative, being uh, maybe a leader, you know, when, when, when you're just a freshman, when you're, when you're with a brand new bunch of girls? Yeah. I say that was probably a struggle for me at first. I was kind of more on the quieter side because I just wanted to make sure I was doing my job, saving the ball. That was my main focus when I got here. And then I told myself that the communication, all of that would come. And I think it was definitely hard because um, our defense right now is it's two fit. It's two seniors, two juniors, like they're all upperclassmen. Mm -hmm. So um, it definitely was tricky, but they're so amazing. They even told me, they pulled me aside. They're like, you can tell us whatever you see, whatever you want us to do, because you see it all. And so I think just hearing them say that, and I started to quickly get adjusted to like, okay, how do I communicate directly so that I don't need to ramble on and on during the cage? I can just be direct with it. Tell someone where to go, what to do. Um, yeah. I think it was definitely, it's hard. I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to necessarily tell someone who's four years older than you what they did wrong, but right. it's not, it's not in that negative tone. It's more just, it's what has to happen at the end of the day because we're going to make each other better. And even though I'm a freshman, I had to learn that I could, it doesn't matter what year I am, but if I'm on the field, um, I can be that communicator communicator and the leader to them. Yeah. Great points. Great points. Yeah. And you know, to your point, the most important thing is to stop, is to save the ball. Like the only the goalie can, only the goalie can do that. Uh, you're, you're, your teammates can help you with the communication. Your teammates can help with the leadership. Um, so that is a great point. And then, you know, there are certain times where you kind of got to know, you got to kind of earn it a little bit, right? Like you're not going to come in there yeah. as a freshman and start barking around seniors and yeah. be like, 
right? Chewing them out and and getting it. But maybe, you know, four years down the road when, you know, you've got, you're in a different role on the team yeah. and, you know, maybe that, maybe, and, and the team's not performing, right? And they need a stern, a yeah. stern slap, right? Maybe that is you. So yeah, it kind of got yeah. the role. We'll see. We'll see, right? <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, well, you play with Rachel Hall, who, who I've sponsored, and I've gotten to know quite a bit uh, in working with her in this little project that we did. Talk to me about, you know, what she's like as a teammate and um, what you've learned from her. Yeah, Rachel's amazing. She's, I don't know if you know this, but she's probably the, one of the funniest people on the team. Um, so it's awesome that I get to spend so much time with her. Um, it's also awesome that I can learn from her. Uh, I think coming in, there's just so much, so so much that I have to learn, so many new things that are just, that just take time. And I think having her there to kind of lead me through it was just game changing. Um, I think looking back a year from now, not knowing if she was going to take a fifth year or not, I think there's two ways to look at it. I could have, um, she could have not come back for the fifth year and then that spot would be open or she could come back for a fifth year and I'd get to learn from her for a full season. And I'm so glad she came back because that's honestly all I've been doing. And she's been really just awesome throughout the process. Um, and yeah, I can't say enough good things about her. She's just been an awesome role model. Awesome. Uh, I, I feel like I need more jokes out of her at this point. Now that you said she's funny, <laughs> I mean, she's she's good, but I don't feel like she I'm is. getting the full, the full <laughs> throttle. That, that's what I really want, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, she's awesome. All right. I'm going to call her up and said, Shay, Shay told me you've been holding out on me uh, in terms of the humor. <laughs> yeah, she's, I love it. she's something else. Yeah. Um, very cool. And who, uh, who on your team shoots the hardest? Who, who can really crank? That's a good question. Um, Oh, all right. We got three. I'd say Cassidy weeks. She's a fifth year midfielder. Very fast shot. Um, Kit Eric's She's a junior. She's from my hometown. Uh, she's a lefty. She can rip it. And then, um, Andrea Reynolds. She's a junior as well. All right, there we Those go. Three. There we go. Um, has Charlotte North come back and 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 played with you guys? No. Yeah, everyone's I, she she shoots um, every once in a while, just on the side. But yeah, her shots her shots are unlike any shots I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, she's amazing, right? Yeah, she's very awesome. cool. Um, what uh, you know with all the where with all the goalie t things that you've learned along the way, and maybe even some of the mental lessons, what, you know, what advice would you give the younger Shay? That's a good question. I'd say just kind of trust the process and have fun with it. Cause I think there are days you don't want to go stand. You don't want to go to a clinic on a Sunday night and stand in a goal and get pelted with shots for an mm -hmm. hour. Mm -hmm. But I think looking back at that, that's kind of what made me a better goalie. Because in those situations, you kind of have to be mentally tough as well. Like obviously, we don't want to see those. We don't want to get pelted with balls for an hour. But at the end of the day, you just need to know it's going to make you better. Um, and then just to have fun with it. Because like I said, there are days you don't want to do that. But if you go, you have a fun time with your friends. Um, no matter how you performed in goal, you're still going to get something out of it. And yeah. And then along with just like as time progressed throughout high school, I think just realizing that I had to trust the process. That was a big thing for me. Um, I obviously started out later than everybody else. So it's not like I was kind of like on the back end, but I th think just because it took a little longer for me to get into the sport, um, I had to just like realize 
I think I, sh- I should have just realized not to stress out and just trust that my training and preparation would take me places. Yeah. And it did certainly did. And yeah. kind of continue take taking you places. Yes. Um, what do you do on those days where, uh, you don't feel like you don't feel like, right. What do you, what do you, you know, we all have those days. Uh, I know, yeah. I know. I remember very specific days where, you know, I don't know, you, you do horrible on a test and you got practice later that day. Right. And you're just like, yeah, I do not feel like, I don't, I don't feel like being here. Uh, yeah. what do you, Luckily, you know, and if I think if you love the sport, you're, those days are going to be few and far between. Uh, but what do you do yeah. on on those days? Um, I just kind of focus on forgetting kind of everything that went on that day. I, I'd say, like, especially in college, there are hard days. Like mm-hmm. you said, you have an exam in the morning. You have to wake up early for class. And then you have to do this, do this, do this, squeeze it all into your time before practice. Um I think I like to come to practice and kind of like have a clean slate, like forget about those things. Let that, let that two and a half hours, two hours be a time where you can just kind of let loose, forget about all the stressors. And another thing is that you're surrounded by your best friends. Like my teammates are my best friends. And I think just having the ability to forget about all those stressors in your life, forget about the bad day you had and just have fun with your friends just for another two and a half hours. I think that's a big thing that I like to focus on, especially like, you can tell when people are having bad days. And I think a big thing that we like to do is just pick each other up. You can tell when someone's not having a great day. day. So um, just focusing on just finding the good in the situation, um, kind of just like getting, I kind of just get in the net and just clean slate, forget about everything that happened and just try to do my best. Let's go. Love it. Love it. Uh, That's a huge part of a great team culture is, is, you know, recognizing teammates, recognizing when someone's not feeling it, someone's down and just kind of giving them that, that boost. So yeah, uh, that's really cool that you guys do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the mental game? Um, do you guys work with a sports psychologist? Are there some mental game lessons that you've learned along the way that, that you want to share with us? Yeah. I mean, we have a sports psychologist here. Um, I think that as a goalie, it's, it's different than maybe a field player because it's a lot more mental. I'd say, um, like you said, there, there are days where maybe like four to five shots are going to go in. You have a game where four to five shots go in. Um, and it's important for us to be mentally tough because that's not easy to deal with, especially when you have all this, you you're feeling pressure, you're feeling stress, but, um, mentally, I just try to control what I can control. Like at the end of the day, a goal went in, you can't dwell on it because you know that you're going to see a shot 30 seconds later. Mm-hmm. So um, those days where I'm not having, where I'm not saving the ball or I'm not seeing the ball, I try to control what I can. So I want my clearing to be hundred percent or I'm going to communicate with my team the best I can. Mm-hmm. These are, those are things I could, could, I can control. If a shot goes in, I can't control that. That's it's in the past. I like to have like a next save mentality. Kind of I've, kind of went along with this um with Chris ever since I started just kind of having that next save mentality like you let a goal in you're gonna make the next save um but like I said um you're not having the best day the best day in the net with shots then you're gonna have a perfect day clearing you're gonna have a perfect day communicating you're gonna do everything else you can for your team mm-hmm. do you when you do give up a goal uh do you have some sort of like routine that you go through um I think it varies. A lot of time I like to just, I kind of try to ground myself with breath, kind of take three big deep breaths 
Um, mm-hmm. That's been a big part of me, of my game. And, um, and I've talked to sports psychologists about it. Uh, breath is a good centering technique in everything that you do. So especially in that when tensions are high, your heart's racing, you just let in a goal, you're, you're nervous about the next shot. Um, it's kind of like to get back into the net, ground myself and just take three big deep, deep breaths. That way, when the, the draw is about to go again, you're kind of reset. You know what I mean? I do. I know exactly what you mean. I think, I think every goalie should take, should work a deep breath into their post goal routine. Yes. Um, yeah, it's cause you know, your heart gets pumping and you know, a, a lot of times when you do get nervous <clears throat> or you get in that situation, your breath gets really shallow. And, yeah. Um, and it's, it's hard not to get frustrated in those situations. So I think breath is a good thing to use just to kind of like push down that frustration and not push it down. Obviously you don't want to get rid of it. That can help you, but, um, kind of limit showing that frustration. Yeah. 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 I like it. Um, what about, you know, have you had a point in your career yet where you've gone through a slump and and how did you go about getting out of that? Um, yeah, I'd say I probably had a slump. There's a beginning of my senior season was kind of tough. Um, I just wasn't seeing the ball as much as I felt I should as a senior leader on the team. So, um, I think I really just focused on my time outside lacrosse. So like if I wasn't, I would have just difficult practices. I have difficult games and I just kind of put my focus into just seeing those shots that I missed kind of outside. Like if I didn't, there was one game in my, I remember it so clearly one game in my high school career. I just, I didn't make, I don't think I made a single save and I got pulled for the first time. So I think after that, it was kind of just like a wake up moment where there was only so much you could do in practice that I kind of took it outside of practice, kind of saw those extra shots um, and focused on what I could do to better myself for the team. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Every goal is going to go through a slump and, the, and there's a lot of yeah, different ways. It's to totally get, normal. It's totally normal. There's a lot of different ways to get out of it. Um, I mean, I was talking with a goalie a couple episodes back and he was just like, I put down the stick and I went surfing and like, <laughs> you know, like just clearing my head and getting away from yeah. the sport for a little bit. And then I came back yeah. and like that joy and that fun and, and just the playing relaxed. It was all, it was all back. Exactly. You just and, have to play loose. You got to play loose. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel I play the best when I'm just relaxed and playing loose. You don't yeah. No goalie plays, plays well, tensed up. hundred percent, hundred percent. That's the key, right? But here, here's the kicker is how do you be loose when they're firing these shots at you and everyone's natural yeah. reaction is like tension yeah. and, that, and therein lies the key of being a great goalie. We, we got to it. We got to it at the end. <laughs> Well, Shay, thank you so much uh, for coming on uh, the podcast. It was tons of fun uh, chatting with you. What uh, what stick do you use? So I use the new Nemesis head and I use a gate ice shaft. I also am part of the no stringers. So I don't use any. Oh, uh, I mean, team, no shooters. The ghost pocket. No yeah. shooters. Yeah. Yeah. So I just have pretty baggy mesh. Um, and I started it probably two years ago and I love it. I actually just got this one from uh strung up from Mr. Wonderful. Um, but and he dyed it too, which is like oh, I love this that. is the one you use, right? The QS. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, how now do you like one of the things that's kind of like odd, or I don't know if it's odd, but like it's different, yeah, right? Hand. It's got it's got a little lip right here. Are you do you grip like the are you are you a throat gripper? 
so yeah, I do, but I actually tape, I put tape around it because um, the like edge kind of bothers me a little bit, but um, I probably, I put my hand all the way to the top, like all the way at the bottom of the head. So like, like, yeah. So like, like my hands um, across the, the throat, I'd say. Yeah. Like, like this. Like, yeah. 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 Like okay. That. All right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I love the head so far. Uh, yeah. I play with it a little bit and it's great. It's great. I mean, it's essentially like, you know, it's got a lot of the same attributes of the, of the Nemi three, but it's, a, it's lighter, yeah. it's stiffer. Mm -hmm. And then they redid this throw. And it's also legal for the women's game. The Nemi three is not, which is, which yeah. is odd, but anyway, it's so weird. Um, well, very cool. Very cool. And then there's one other, Oh, so team ghost pocket, right? A lot, a lot it's yeah. becoming more and more popular. And a lot of goalies ask me like, why, uh, why people go about doing the ghost pocket. So, so why do you prefer the ghost pocket? I just love the way it clears and, um, right. the ball also, I tend to give up less rebounds, I think, because a lot of time when I had strength, when I had shooters, I'd go for the high save and it would kind of bounce out if it hit the top of, if it hit like your shooters or above that area where it's not as pocket, there's not as um, much depth. But um, uh, so now I kind of, if I take an outside shot, it'll kind of sit right in the middle of my, my stick, which is sweet. And then so, clearing, clearing is just awesome. I love the way that I also like that you can't, a lot of goalies like when you can feel the ball leaving your stick, but I'm yeah. big that I, I don't like when it leaves my, when I can feel that it leaves my stick. So I've realized that with no shooters, I don't feel it. Yeah. Interesting. So it's, it's a feeling and a preference, right? Feeling and a preference. Yeah. That's like, that's like the main thing. I do like it. I do. I do really like, I like to feel something, uh, yeah. you know, when it comes off the top and I felt like that gave me more accuracy personally, yeah. but, but I know, I know other goalies that, you know, don't. Uh, but that's such an interesting point. So, you know, if it hits like up here in the ghost mm -hmm. pocket, it's a little bit more loose. And so, you know, it yeah. might, it might come into the mesh a little bit. Yeah. I tend to catch a little bit more. Okay. All right. Very cool. Uh, well, Shay, anything else, you, anything else you want to talk about? I feel like we hit it all there. Did I, did I miss out on asking you any great questions? Like, why didn't he ask me this question? No, I think you hit it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was tons of fun. Um, Good luck in uh, the upcoming season. I hope to see you out there making a lot more saves and um, tell Rachel I said hi. I will. Thank you All so right. much. Wait, one more thing. If you have to leave the goalies out there with uh, mm -hmm. one last piece of advice, what would that be? Hmm. I'd say, first of all, keep having fun with the, situ with the, with the role. Never lose the fun in it. Otherwise, it's not going to be fun not be fun seeing shots you won't have that same enjoyment and then also just try to see as many shots as you can i think reps are a big part of um success of a lot of goalies so if you can get a buddy out to shoot in your free time i'd say that's a big thing shay thank you so much yeah so there you have it hope you enjoyed that episode that was shay dulce the boston college starting goalie uh, when we had recorded this episode, she had just got her first dose of playing time and made her first save, but she's now getting starts and um, playing significant minutes to help out her team. So it was awesome to catch up with her and hear her story and understand what makes her so great in the goal. That'll do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed that episode. We'll be back next week with another episode, rapidly approaching episode number 200. 
which is pretty crazy to think about. If you're listening to this, please consider giving a five-star review no matter where you're listening. really helps the show grow, helps the show get in front of other uh, lacrosse goalies. Also, we just wrapped up the Lacrosse Goalie Summit 9 last week. 17 amazing coaching sessions. I hope you were able to attend some of the sessions live for free. It was really awesome, really educational, and also really fun. Awesome stuff. If you missed it, you can still grab the replays. If you go to laxgoalyrat.com slash VIP, you can get all 17 of those coaching sessions. I've been going back and re-watching them. Each time I do, I learn new things, things that I missed. Well, I, I'm hosting, so it's sometimes hard to sometimes hard to grab all of the coaching points out of the first watch, but when I watch it back, so many awesome things. Check that out, laxcolyrat.com slash VIP. Amazing price on that when you consider it 17, over 17 hours of, of coaching sessions from some of the greatest in the sport. That's laxcolyrat.com slash VIP. And in the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.